Also with my co-hosts, Eli. Okay, we're getting a little bit better with these commentaries. And once this actually hit Netflix, we decided to do it. It's a, a highly polarizing movie, but it's also an Oscar-nominated movie. It is. Which <laughs> trigger warning? To, which seems to go hand in hand nowadays. That this Oscar is <laughs> going to be kind of interesting. <laughs> so they made some bold yeah. choices. We'll see how it pays off. But yeah, the movie we're doing today is a uh, solo. So what we're going to do is a commentary. Uh, like I said, we're both the Star Wars. Movie. Right, it's a Star Wars movie. Not the Mario Van Peoples movie. <laughs> Which was awesome also. <laughs> well, like I said, it's been a long time, so I've seen it, so it may not be as awesome as I remember it. But, <laughs> like I said, it's Solo. I know a lot of you guys, you know, uh, boycotted the movie. And we're going to go through it and just ask if the boycott was worth it. You know, we've both seen it. It's been a while since I've seen it, so we're going to just watch it now and just go. So, uh, Eli, I'm going to start this thing up. I'm going to hit my Chromecast. Hold on just a second. It's, I'm you not ready. up? Because I'm on... Are you in Netflix now? I'm in Netflix now. I hadn't pressed the button yet. Okay, because I got it highlighted. All I got to do is hit my X. I'm on the PlayStation. Okay, you're on the PlayStation? Okay, I'm about I got, to hit. I'll hit an X and it'll probably start right away. Okay, I'm, on, I'm about to hit this play button. I'm going to start right now. So we're going to go three, two, one, press it. Okay. Going up. Going on. Okay, it's loading up. I got Lucasfilm already. Damn, already? This Chromecast. Okay. So for those that don't know, Eli has a PlayStation. I have a Chromecast. I also have a PlayStation, but I don't watch it on here. I got a long time ago in a galaxy far away. Oh, fuck. You're ahead of me. Okay. <laughs> I got the long time in a galaxy far away. That's where I'm at now. Okay. So if you're following along, just keep up with what we're doing. It's, it's a lawless, a lawless time. time. Okay. <laughs> Music is slowly coming on. Crime Syndicate complete with resources. Oh, compete with Super and Hyperfuel. Okay. Hyperfuel, remember that. That's going to come in handy for those that will boycott a movie. On the shipbuilding planet of Corellia, uh, the foul Lady Proxima, not the other Proxima Midnight, forces runaways with uh, Life of Crime exchange for shelter and protection. See, in the movie theater, I came in late, so I didn't see any of this, so I didn't know what the hell was going on. On the mean oh, streets, yeah. yeah, on these mean streets, a young boy fights for survival and yearns to fly among the stars. Yeah. Okay. So we're already seeing Han as like a as a teenager or whatever. He's supposed to be a teenager here. No, is he? He's supposed to be like a teen, a teenager. Okay. Sixteen in his teens. I guess. Yeah. It would have been cool. I would have liked to have seen him like maybe orphaned as a child. Well, how did he get to be like running the streets? Right. How did he get to be a homeless? Right. You know, would have been cool to see like maybe his maybe his parents sold him. Sold them to like the huts or something or, so or something, you know? Right. You know, go to like his real backstory because he just like popped up and that's it, you know. And then we're in not and he's basically just left a job. Oh, there goes the dice. There goes the dice. dice. Those and dice just left nobody job, remembers. But for some reason Disney wants to shove those dice down your throat. Yeah. That sounds they were in one shot right. that I don't even remember. Right. And I'm a Take Star this Wars dice in your Like I don't even remember the dice. Like you go, Oh, that one scene. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But it would have been nice to see the job that he just did. Like he just ripped, he just did it. He just did some dirt here. Right. And he's coming back from it. So. Practice gonna have you high. Okay. Because I, I didn't see any of this in the theater. Matter of fact, it's my first time actually seeing this part right, right now. I've never seen it before, so I have no idea what this yeah. is about. 
So yeah, he's living on the streets with a bunch of street urchins, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, they're all stealing and scrounging for survival, food and yep. money and you know. Okay, and, and we got uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know, Khaleesi. Right, <laughs> I, I can remember her name. I don't watch the show. Oh, he stole the thing. He stole hyperfuel. Oh, so the hyperfuel is all through this thing. Okay. Yeah, so it's it's worth a lot. It's basically, you know. Okay, basically space vibranium. Okay. Yeah, basically. Okay, now, Eli, you're familiar with the EU, right? Before, you know, Disney bought it and good at everything. Yeah, I, yeah, a little bit. I'm not an expert, but I, I, I am familiar with it. Okay, because they were saying, like, maybe Han had a wife or something? Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they've hinted to that. Um, and even one, and in the new canon, um, in uh, the new Star Wars run that Marvel's doing, he has a, he had a, he had a, he had a flame, an old flame. Some yeah. black shit. That's what I saw, and a lot of people thinking that she might have been in the movie. But and for those yeah. who don't know, like this, this movie is canon to those Marvel books they're doing. So. Yeah. Okay, this is where I walk into the theater. Okay. And the space caterpillar worm. Speaks English. <laughs> well, I always think that when they say that, like, we're hearing English, but they may be saying something else. Well, you remember, like, Jabba the Hutt was subtitled. Like, a lot of, you know, well, aliens movies are always subtitled. That's true. She talks like, you know, the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess they think that we are moviegoers are dumber. Because back then you had to read subtitles for Java. I suppose. But And then this is for, supposed to be for kids. Yeah. This two and a half hour long movie is supposed to be for kids. He stopped title. <laughs> oh, okay, so that just threw my whole argument out of the way. Okay. <laughs> and she's almost like a Jabba stand-in, you know. Yeah. Because this movie, this whole movie is just nothing but callbacks and Easter yeah, eggs. Pretty much. Coaxium. Mm-hmm. So of course, that's some Han shit to do. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the elephant in the room. His performance. Yeah. What What would you think about it? I I I was fine. I, I liked him. I liked him. Yeah, I mean, I, he sold me. I, I bought him as Han. You know? Yeah. It's like if you're looking for a Harrison Ford, you know, copy or mimic, he didn't do that. But if you're thinking about an archetype that he's playing yeah. space cowboy 
gambler, smuggler. Yeah, he he played that role fine. And he also like they they actually land those character moments mm-hmm. that we know of Han. Like, right. You know, he, he does things Han totally would do. And that's what's so good because he was acting like Han. You know, just like what yeah. we just saw. Like he pulled out yeah. a rock acting with a bomb because Han does shit like that. Yeah, he wasn't acting like Harrison Ford. He was acting like Han Solo. Right. got the speeder moment mm-hmm. and let's talk about Corellia for a second like I said we, we, we're deep into the Star Wars mythos we all know that the only reason it's in there because it was a throwaway line George Lucas put back in the early movie Yeah, something about Corellian ships which he never really said he was from Corellia or was Corellian shows I guess the EU kind of expanded on that but it was just a throwaway line for George Lucas Pretty much, and we've never, I've, I've never seen what Corella, Corellia or whatever looked like. I know there's been books about it, you yeah. know, coming up. There's been Han Solo adventures and shit that they've written about. But, I, yeah, I, I never knew it to be, like, this sort of industrial. I, I think they said because I think if you look back on Han Solo's, like, jacket in the first movie, like, they, like he had some Corellian stuff on his jacket or maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And you can't ask George Lucas. Now, just, just, uh, just, yeah. I'm, some of the problems I have with these new Star Wars movies yeah. is the design of their ships. I'm not feeling some of these designs. They just look like, like, the, like his his speeder looks like a calculator. That's just a flat box. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but they, you know, they try to make it mimic like the seventy. But even in, in the seventies, they had, you know personality to them because the thing yeah. is those designs they had back then like the Millennium Falcon or the X-Wing or the A-Wing they're the Corellian ships they're instantly recognizable these ships they, they don't stick in your mind you know yeah and that that speeder bike thing that guy was you know riding right. like a cigarette you know <laughs> it's just I, I like, I, okay this is, a, this, is, this is a nice scene right here <laughs> yeah because you expected to go one way and it didn't yeah which is also a callback to Empire. Yeah. Empire when he's in the space line. Which like a zillion movies have ripped off since then. Yeah. Hell, I think uh, Iron Man did in the Avengers. Yeah, man. There goes uh, the Rebel Cruiser. And, and Kevin Feige straight up says like his Marvel movies, it's a lot of shit. They just rip straight off Star Wars. Yeah. Like uh, in the Phase 2, like all the Phase 2 movies, he mandated every... Uh, movie, somebody gets their arm chopped off. <laughs> One thing I do like about this movie is the look, the, the cinematography. There's like, I so. it, it, now, what did he get a award for? Was it cinematography or was it? I think that? it's special effects. Special effects? Now, um, yeah, I like the look. I like the shadows. I just like this natural lighting sort of look. Like now, some, people, some people yeah. knocked it for that. 
I know. I'm people like it's so dark, I can't see anything. But I, I felt it work because we're in this underworld. It's a callback to the Godfather. You know, right. the Godfather's like totally in shadows all the time, mm-hmm. just to point out that duality of, you know, the the dark nature of you know man. You right. know, and then I totally like another thing everybody bitched about was how he got his name, the soul, how they the the the, the Imperial Guard. I don't know how I you feel know? about that. I didn't. I didn't bitch over it, but I was like, it was kind of unnecessary. I'm yeah, I thought it was. Way, a, I, but... I thought. I thought of Godfather. I was like, that's how Vito Corleone got his name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, when he was going through immigration in Godfather Part Two. Like, so, do you think they ripped that scene off? I thought. It, I saw it as a callback. To the it, it might. It might be. It might yeah. be. And I thought, oh, that's kind of cool. And that's what I immediately thought of. But I know everybody pitched about, oh, that's how he got his name. Oh, fuck this shit. Yeah, Disney's ruining Star Wars. Oh, you know. <laughs> but you got to remember, people had their claws after this movie anyway. So anything yeah. they did, you know, they were going to just jump over it. Yeah. But either way, I mean, this movie has like a look, a distinct look about it. And it doesn't look like any other Star Wars. I'm trying to remember, did the movie ever say how much time passed or was it kind of just vague? Yeah, it doesn't really. Like, and it's it's fine, you know. It's I, yeah. I figured maybe it was like a year or two or something. Yeah, I mean, he does go like to the Imperial Academy. Yeah, he goes off to war. I would think it was, it was about five years. That's what I'm guessing, like five years. Five six years. I mean, he's supposed to be a teenager. I, I would imagine he's like seventeen, sixteen. I always thought he was like twenty five in this movie or something. Like the role he was playing, because I think they said, because you know, Han Solo, well, Harrison Ford was thirty. In the original movie. Yeah. And I think they pretty much said Han Solo was about 30 in that movie also. Like, he was basically much older than, you know, everybody else. Cause I think the other ones were, like, 19. Mark Hamill was, like, 19 or something. Yeah, early 20s and shit. Yeah. But I yeah. think, right, at this moment, I think he's supposed to be, like, in his teens. And then when we jump up jump up into the future of the, you know, the rest of the movie, he's, like, yeah, mid-20s, I would have okay. figured. Because the way I'm thinking... They had him maybe 25, but if he's still 30, I mean, you still have a five-year gap in between. You can just throw in more stories. Yeah. No. I think that's what they were meaning to do. Like this yeah. was supposed to be a, a trilogy of solo movies. and. But guess what, Eli? We stopped it. That ain't happening now. <laughs> we won. <laughs> did your boy cut solo? Yes. What did it cost? Everything. The Boba Fett movie, the, <laughs> the Obi Wan movie. movie. Rita. Okay, that's a new planet. Han Sulu. 
So we just. I, I love this scene. I, okay, they did say well, it. Three years later. Three years later. Why did I never notice that before? Okay. Now there's a deleted there's deleted scenes mm-hmm. on the on the, on the disc. Yeah. And there's one where he's in the Imperial Academy, the flight the flight school, and he like ditches a mission. Okay. It's actually flying a Tie Fighter. And crashes it into one of the star destroyers or oh, into so the yeah. and then it shows him in um, like a like an imperial tribunal. They're like, "Why did you leave? Why did you abandon your flight pattern or, or formation?" And blah 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 blah. He's like, "Well, if I didn't, then so and so would have died." And so you, it was a really cool scene that I felt should have been in. Yeah, because in this, I think they just gave like a throwaway line, like I was in the imperial academy, some bullshit happened, he stuck me yeah. here, you know. Yeah, and. They basically okay, you're demoted from flight academy. You're now in the infantry, right. and then it cuts to this. So instead of you you seeing it like you said in that scene, you just got to hear just some throwaway dialogue and pick up on it. You know? Yeah. But overall, this scene I like this scene because you're in war, and you know how Rogue One had you like in that war war feeling, but this you're in the perspective of one guy who's like, okay, this shit is fucked up. Get me out of here. You know, that's what I liked about that. And as I feel like the more Disney stuff should, uh, you know, the more the more Disney should do with these movies, like have a war type tone with these movies, or you know, take yeah. it in a genre, you know, way. <laughs> what is that dude with the, like six arms or whatever? I mean, this is like a, a throwback to Apocalypse Now. Okay. Hey, soldier, you know who's in charge here? Ain't you? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay so you, you, you got me there. Okay, so they got a bunch of 70s callbacks from a lot of popular movies like yeah. uh, Godfather and, you know, Apocalypse Now. So, yeah. Yeah. And then you, I mean, it's Ron Howard. He's of that generation. Yeah. I mean, and, George, and Lu- is, George like, Lucas wrote, wrote the first draft of Apocalypse Now. Who finished it? Oliver Stone? Um, uh, John Milius. Okay. Um, he, uh, the guy who did Conan and Red Dawn. And that, and that's like the DNA of Star Wars to begin with. You take a genre, but you mold it into this universe. That's all George Lucas was doing. I'm a yeah. fan of this genre, fan of this genre, fan of this genre. Just throw the shit all together. Boom. That's it. Yeah. You know, like going warp speed. Yeah. yeah, going classic warp speed. Mythology. He took that shit from Doctor Who, you know. Yeah. I mean, they're even saying, you know, Tatooine was Dune, you know, from the, the Dune movies, you know, the Dune books. Catch on. Wait, when, when did Dune come out? Uh, Dune, the, the movie was like mid-80s, but that, those books are from like the Got 60s. Got you. Okay, okay. That, that, okay, you missed me up for a second, but okay. Got, I'm, yeah. I'm there. Because they tried to make Dune. There's a cool documentary called Jodorowsky's Dune. Well, Alessandro Jodorowsky, he's like a... Uh, like a very artsy filmmaker. He made these weird uh, cult movies in yeah. the 60s and 70s. One was El Topo, which uh, would play at the, like, the midnight movie circuits. He tried to make Dune back in the early 70s, and um, it just got too expensive, and they couldn't do it. But he actually hired Dan O'Bannon, the guy who wrote the first Alien movie, gotcha. to work on. And he, they were actually working on Dune for a long time, and it never got made, but a lot of those storyboards and shots and all those ideas were like floating around Hollywood for decades. And they say that those I, that 
like production, those production notes influenced George Lucas, influenced because Dan O'Bannon ended up going on to make Alien, mm -hmm. you know. So that they say um, his attempt on making Dune back in the early '70s influenced uh, this whole modern sci-fi genre that we know now. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, I think Dune was George Lucas's uh, influence for Tatooine, like the desert planet. I mean, he took so much, you know, influence from everywhere. Darth Vader got his design from Doctor Doom, you know, kind of. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Doom and a samurai. <laughs> Basically, which why haven't Marvel done that yet? <laughs> Have you seen those samurai versions of Star Wars figures? Uh, uh, I haven't seen those. They're pretty fucking dope. Like, there's a samurai, like basically Darth Vader in samurai armor, a stormtrooper, like, like in samurai armor, Boba Fett. You know, they're, it's, it's their characters, but they're, like, it, with a Japanese samurai armored influence. It's, they're pretty fucking dope. Did you I read, like to get them. Did you read the Bendis run of Iron Man where Tony turned his Iron Man suit into a samurai Iron Man suit? I did not. It was stupid, but awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. I like those black stormtroopers. Yeah. Cool. They're just muddy. <laughs> oh, so here we go. Here we go where they're putting him in the pit where we right. meet. And why did I not make this connection when I first saw the movie? I don't think most of the movie goes uh, kind of connection because when it happened, yeah. everybody thought, oh, okay. Like everybody yeah. was shocked. And this movie made me fall in love with Chewie all the much. Yeah. <laughs> and to me, this is like this what makes the movie. Like everybody yeah. wants to go crazy over Lando. The me, the chemistry between Chewie and Han, it makes the movie. Yeah. Now, some people say it kind of retcon things, you know, because I guess in the books maybe had it where, you know, Chewie's supposed to have like a life debt or something or he's like his slave or some shit. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that. I never liked that. This, they just, they choose to be together. Yeah. Now, I do think they kind of threw this in because they never explained how Han knows how to speak Wookiee. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, him. It, well, it seems like Karelia is just like one of those like a sailor's port or like a shipping port where you just see, you know, all, like, you know, one of those towns that are like, uh, you know, where, where all the ships come in, those port towns yeah. on the sea. That's what I would imagine Curly is like, where just Han grew up on the docks, on the waterfront, just scavenging off shipments and stealing shit off boats or ships and just getting to know, you know, people from all over the galaxy just because that was like a main space <laughs> <laughs> okay so Han actually like getting some good shots in on Chewie yeah he actually <laughs> bit Chewie <laughs> right <laughs> he killed him too fast <laughs> now, I thought that was funny. I, I bet you that's a Lord and Miller thing. Probably. But something yeah. they left in. And this is what Kathleen Kennedy like. Oh no, you guys got to go. Yeah, it's 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 really. I would really like to see what they were doing with it. Release because, the Lord and Miller cut. Yeah. Yeah, fuck the Snyder cut. Lord <laughs> You're right. 
Because from what I understand, from what I've read, and I, because I was following it, you know, I was following this whole story. Um, Lord and Miller were doing a lot of improv. Yeah. Like, they were doing, like, um, they were filming, like, what was in the script. They were making they 21 also, Jump Street. Yeah, but then they were, they also do these, you know, long improvisation takes with all the actors where they just would improv these scenes and they were taking these long takes with little cuts and little and from very few cam- different camera angles. Right. And, so and they, they were saying they were basically going to make the movie in the editing room. Yeah. And then they they were saying because of these long takes and few camera angles that didn't leave much to edit. You know, they uh-huh. had fewer options to edit. And when they reviewed the footage, they're like, yeah, we're not feeling this. And I guess it was also the Kazdins, Lawrence Kaz, the guy who was writing the script, him and his mm-hmm. son. They're like, yeah, this ain't what we wrote. <laughs> yeah, he wants him to do the script, and they kind of go off off the script. Yeah. They were trying to go for, like, a more – they were trying to make, like, a comedy. Right. Like a crime caper. Like, a, like I would imagine, like, 48 hours or, you know. <laughs> yeah, buddy cop movie, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Now here's John Favreau mm-hmm. doing the voice of this guy. And I wonder who is Mike? What's his Michael T. Williams or what's his name from The Wire? Uh, yeah, is he in it? No, I thought they cut, they cut him. He cut him because he was in this movie. Yeah, but because of the reshoots, he couldn't come back. So yeah, they just they cut, cut his character every, all out. of his scenes. Yeah. And he was playing like an alien character. Oh wow! So I was wondering if who, <laughs> what, like who he was, and I wonder if it was this guy. Yeah, and then he just kind of CG added over there, so which yeah. probably made the budget go even more. Yeah, because this, yeah, they basically shot two movies, two full movies. Then they leave in the war zone. Okay. Yeah. Like this, this is an awesome shot. Even though it's a typical Star Wars shot, you, you just yeah. get tired of seeing it. Let's go do some crimes. And you notice when he gets. This is funny. The health inspector. <laughs> notice when he gets with Chewie, the sun starts shining. That, that, exactly. Like, the whole like, movie star changed, right? Yeah, because he got out of a bad situation. It's kind of like we were yeah. talking about with Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact opposite. Like, the mascara was all bright and shiny and colorful. Yeah. Then he went to the real world, the Snyder world, and then everything yeah. just went to shit. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. I'm I'm bought in with this. Like I believe that's Han. I believe that's Chewie. And then just looking at their younger adventures. And I guess yeah. I, I I think that kind of makes it like if you're not if you're not you know in tune with this or bought into this, then the movie's gonna fall apart for you trying to watch it. I think for me, I just wanted more of like just the subtle things. Like I I would like to see more Chewie kicking ass. You know. Yeah. 
just more of you know, he did what get I'm some ass kicking scenes, which kind of shocked me. Yeah. You know? yeah, he does get his moment to shine, but I wanted more of that. I mean, yeah. And I say, I figured, well, this is their movie together. Let's see that. Let's just see Chewie in his prime, just murking motherfuckers. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And see, like, okay, this whole scene or this whole, like, area, this is like when you make a Han Solo movie or prequel or anything like that, you got to have this. you got to have a train robbery because yeah. that's basically the movie you're making. You're making, you know, a, a smuggler, you know, space cowboy. you got to have this scene. He's got to do some crimes. Right. <laughs> and what better uh, crime than, you know, a train robbery because you always see that in Westerns. Yeah. Jesse James. Basically, what he was supposed to be. <laughs> Basically. Bosk. They, they just That's named like a thing. whole bunch of. Yeah. They just I, named Bosk. Yeah, which I, I would have loved to have seen Bosk. <laughs> <laughs> but Bosk actually, you know, when I thought about it, I was like, man, I want to see Bosk. But Bosk shows up a lot in the Clone Wars. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. Because he hunted Wookiees. I mean, it would have been cool to see him, but yeah. They call him Flyboy, but he he's never flown a plane. <laughs> it's a girl. <laughs> That's his thing. Let's be honest. Star Lord is Han Solo. Yeah. He's an outlaw. Exactly. And the thing is, I kind of put the piece together like Han, I mean, uh, uh, Star-Lord, he grew up on 80s movies, so he probably tried to make himself Han Solo. Yeah. You know, Indiana Jones, those type of guys, because that's the that's only action heroes he knows. And, and like Star-Lord, we got to see what happened to him when he was a kid. Exactly. Which is what I would like to have seen in that. <laughs> that's what I was saying. <laughs> Right. I mean, that first, that opening scene of Guardians of the Galaxy was like a total, what the fuck? Right. Holy shit. I wasn't expecting this, and now I totally give a shit about this kid. Because <laughs> <laughs> you saw such a bad situation we was in, we were trying to get yeah. away from it. I was like, I was not expecting that emotional tug right in the beginning of a space movie. <laughs> I told you my, my fan theory about Guardians of the Galaxy at first, but it's a completely failed to pieces now. But what I had at first, that it was really just a fever dream of the kid. Oh, I yeah. didn't hear that. Well, that's just something I made up. <laughs> <laughs> I think like it was a fever dream of the kid. And it was something like when his mom died, he didn't want to accept it. So he just created his own world. Instead. Basically like Franklin Richards, you know, and just made all these crazy creatures. And everything in that, in that uh, world is something that he remembers from. Like, remember, he called uh, Rocket Ranger Rick, which is a raccoon from the 70s. Yeah. You know? yeah. He called Groot the Giving Tree, you know. So it's just stuff that he knows, yeah. like he he invented this world. Yeah, there's. A I mean, I, I'm it's fall to pieces now, but you know it was good at the time. 
this just seems like a badly designed train. <laughs> <laughs> like you got. He's gonna just ships. jump onto this train. Yeah, you got. The, well, you also got these ships. You're like got all these ships that you know that can travel across galaxies, but you're still delivering this really highly unstable fuel on a train going through. But, but that's Star Wars. I mean, they they kind of do that. Like they got all this high technology, but at the same time, they do simple backwater shit all the time. Also, yeah, I suppose it, yeah. it's the world, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. If I'm gonna start questioning that, I might as well question why the fuck do you know? Yeah, we can't escape the blockade. Well, why don't we fly to the other side of the planet and fly off the other side of the planet where the blockade ain't? Right, and that's the the difference between Star Wars and Star Trek, you know, because Star Trek always got some kind of science behind everything they do, or at least some kind of logical explanation. If you try to break down Star Wars at that level, the movie falls apart. Like, the franchise falls apart. You can't do it. And that's why Star Star Trek, well, they'll just talk the whole time. Right, and and right because of this and that. George Lucas straight up said, "Look, I did it because it looks cool. That's why." Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. And Star Trek, they, they talk about it. They talk and talk and. Well, we can't do that. Why not? Because of this. Okay, well, let's do that. All right. Well, what about this? Okay, engage. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, end of the episode. <laughs> like one, one, yeah, one laser blast is fired, and that's it. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Right, here's your total throwback to Indiana Jones. Right. Last Crusade. Like we've seen this before. Wait, but that happened in uh, Raiders too, didn't it? Well, I'm talking about, remember when he was on the tank? Right, right. He was on the tank and then it was coming in and he kind of, yeah, but I, I yeah. thought that happened in, in Raiders also. Well, he was in like the trees and shit. Yeah. Okay. That truck, the truck chase and shit. Like, see, instead of this shit, we could have seen, like, it would have been cool if, like, Chewie, like, would have just beat the shit out of all those stormtroopers. Right. <laughs> but you got to save that. You can't let him just go, you know, ape shit already. I'm glad that they saved it for a certain time when he really did go, go ape shit and start beating the shit out of people. Like, I see what you're saying. Like, why didn't you get, like, a drone to fly over there and do that shit or something? Yeah. You can do this shit now. <laughs> in 2019, <laughs> they can't do this shit in space. And that's the thing. is, Who the fuck is this? Right. Yeah. They said Empress Nest a bunch of times, but I was like, oh, who? Okay. Yeah, we don't really find out about her And I'll be honest very, with you. Very... I completely kept forgetting about this character. Yeah, when I first and watched she's the movie. totally cool. And like, I would like to, like, she's an interesting character once you, you explain who the fuck she is at the end. Right, but I didn't know they were trying to make like this character a thing in this movie. I thought they were going to show up just in this scene and just disappear, and that's it. But he kept like reappearing. I'm like, oh, oh, they're back. Okay. Yeah. And then like when she, they took the mask off at the end, I'm like, okay, because they try to make it like a big deal. I'm like, I yeah, like who the fuck is character. she? Is like, is she like, a do- somebody's daughter? Like, or? is she supposed to be somebody? Like, no, yeah, I'm just, like. What? Fuck is this? Like, uh... I think I think we were supposed to be shocked that it was a woman. I guess. <laughs> I guess I don't know. They, they made it like a big deal. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, a woman of color. Like, hey. Like, this is not 1983. We're used to women badasses, you know. Yeah. This is not like Metroid, you know, where the chick, you know, Samus takes off the mask. And, oh, no, I've been playing a girl the entire time? Whoa! Like, it's not like that. Yeah. And that she was actually part of the Rebel Alliance and doing shit for the Rebel Alliance. Right. Or the start of it. it was, it and wasn't technically, quite... he was working for the Rebel Alliance the whole time, so. Now, apparently, I heard that there was a, a, a cut scene from Revenge of the Sith where basically it was saying that Padme was going yeah. to be the one that started the, the you know. Yeah, the and what's her face? Um, like, she was going to start it with Jimmy Smith, whatever his Mon name Mon is. The, the chick who played Mon Mothma in that deleted scene right. ended up playing Mon Mothma in Rogue One. Right. And, yeah, it's basically them talking about we got to start a, a, an alliance of rebels. Right. <laughs> Which could have been cool, you know, Anakin going his way and Padme going that way. You know, they both kind of, like, started, you know, they basically started the war between them. Yeah. The probe droids. Or versions of probe droids. Probe droids with, like, guns on. Right. And like that's totally cool looking. Like that, that that like speeder bike chopper thing she's on. Fucking waiting for that shit to go on clearance. Okay, now <laughs> now that I'm paying attention to this chick, she's actually pretty badass. It's just when I first yeah. watched the movie I didn't care who she was. I didn't know she was supposed to be a thing, that's all. Yeah. She's just like she's the 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 like pirate thing. So just right. ripping off ripping off our shit. Yeah, good shot. Like, she's pretty badass, too. Now, what is the point of the roller coaster? Like, how? Why would that? I understand movie logic. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> why would you do that for your train track? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're hauling shit. Again, right? You got shit moving. Highly out volatile fuel. Why are you gonna shake it up? Like, <laughs> right? Especially you can blow up a planet and shit. You know. <laughs> This is pretty like I was like, okay, that was abrupt. Right. Like cause I feel like she didn't have to die. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, did you really believe in this job that much? Right. Like, <laughs> like, like oh, what well, were they the got me. I'm this done. was just for money. You know, <laughs> right. like did, like what what was the you know, it wasn't like the galaxy was at stake, you know what I mean? Like she right. was sacrificing herself for a greater cause. Right. This is just robbing people. 
Yeah, there's just this Robin shit. You know? This is the bag of weed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know how those speeder bikes are holding that thing up on that. Okay, fuck it. I, why, why? Why am I <laughs> questioning logic here? <laughs> right. But this explosion is really cool. <laughs> right. Star Wars always lived off the rule of cool trope. Yeah. Yeah, those speeder bikes look dope. And I love speeder bikes. Since Jedi, that was right. one of the coolest fucking things. The speeder bikes. Okay, and those cool speeder bikes look dope. Yeah, that is a cool ass explosion. Different. Yeah, they're always, you know, showing us different explosions. <laughs> so yeah, there was the article that was posted like a month ago or whatever that Star Wars solo toys were the most returned gifts from Christmas. <laughs> wow. Parents are teaching their kids early to boycott this movie. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, sweet, then the shit will be on clearance, because I want one of those speed bikes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Help, Honestly, they got off easy. I thought Baker would have shot both of them right then for what they did. No shit. Is that the whole fucking crew is dead. Right. Like his whole crew that is dead. Because he wouldn't listen. I, I would, I, if I was Baker, I just would have shot both of them. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah. they never really explain why you know Beckett trusted him so much yeah he just said I just like these guys bring them on means he's in. Oh, crap. Drop my headphone. Okay, and they try to vary it up. You know, you got your ice planet and your war planet. Yeah. Rocky Mountain planet. Right. And there's another deleted scene that was really cool where it's like Han and Chewie having a snowball fight. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah, and it was. It's actually really cool. It really shows them becoming like friends, you know. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was like around here where you're supposed to feel bad because the crew just died, and then you had this sort of cute, fluffy scene of 
Han and Chewie. Yeah, know, that, that kind of be a weird tone. Yeah, but it was it was a nice it was a nice scene. You see, like them developing their camaraderie. And yeah, they, so you got this Dryden Voss. Because there's something about those characters don't say anything like like Groot, Chewie, and Bumblebee. I guess when you got that one character that understands them, it makes them like instantly bond. I guess I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, this giant flying dildo. <laughs> and that's another throwback. Uh, Empire with the well, no Jedi with the weird ass song. Yeah. Yeah, it's no yub nub. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Decadence. I would like to see one of those big breasted blue aliens that's always popping up in those Star Wars movies. Twilight, yeah. Yeah, the Twilight, yeah. There's vision. <laughs> I always get him and Jude Law confused. Jude Law? Yeah, somebody called me a racist today because I got him confused one time. <laughs> they all look the same. <laughs> right. <laughs> They look a lot alike, man. I don't, I don't know, I don't know why anybody else sees because I can barely tell them apart. I, even the Captain Marvel thing when they show them, like, oh, that's Vision. Like, no, that's the other guy. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I am racist. I think it would have been more racist if you got him and Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, that would make me a racist, right? <laughs> Those creatures. Hey, Game of Thrones. I don't know your name. I work here. Didn't. Dun, dun, dun. I don't think the plot was a little predictable, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what mean, do you expect? You know, yeah, it's nothing we haven't seen before. If you've seen yeah. gangster movie, you know, right. Firefly, right. Cowboy Bebop, or even just you know the old yeah. Star Wars. Movie. She, she's the femme fatale. You know, she's filling yeah. a role. Yeah, just, it's, yeah. There's nothing new. Right. 
He's Humphrey Bogart. Mm-hmm. He's Casablanca. <laughs> Here's looking at you, kid. Yeah. He's polite right before he gets ready to kill them. Yeah. And that's another thing. He's way, yeah, this gangster's way too easy on them. Right. Like, oh, really? You botched my shipment? Uh... <laughs> right. Lost my ship, then came back empty handed. I guess that's probably why. She knows it. And plus, he's the. You know the new boyfriend, so he must be as holeless as possible. Yeah, but that's probably that's now that I'm watching it. The more I watch it, the more shit that I bitched about before. I go, oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> she, he's probably giving them a chance because she knows, you know, the gangster guy. You know, instead of just oh, killing him. Gotcha. Yeah, for doing it. If they did, if she didn't know them, I think they would have been dead. Yeah, because he just <laughs> killed that last guy for no reason. So yeah. And I thought he was getting taken over by the dark side of some shit. I don't know. And maybe he was. You don't have to be a Jedi to be, you know, the dark side. What what would have been cool? And now that again, now that I'm watching this, instead of them going on another job, there's like, okay. If Empress Nest, what if Empress Nest stole the ship? And they had to go and after to her go to, get to, to get it. And it would have made her more integral into yep, the plot. You could have seen more of her. Right. Yeah. That would have made more sense because then, then you wouldn't have forgotten about Because by this point, I've forgotten about her. Yeah. I don't know who she is, and we don't know why, you know, the last 10 minutes of the movie, we find out why she's doing what she's doing, which is fine, but it would have been cool to see that early on in the movie. Then you can see that conflict rise between Han. Right. Like, hey, you know, you guys are just, just you know, I'm working for just as big as assholes as the Empire. You know? Right. So right there, we just came up with a better movie. <laughs> we really did. We we always do that. <laughs> <laughs> the movies we should we we wanted. To see. We sh- we should have seen right. How do we yeah. fix this script? <laughs> yeah. Everything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and Crimson Dawn. Then we could have seen more of Darth Maul. Spoilers. <laughs> exactly. But you know they wanted to I, save it for the end, you know. Yeah, but it would have been cool to see him get down. You know what I mean? Because they, you know, they wanted to. 
You know, he was meant to be more in this, these these stories. Yeah. You know, they were getting ready to make a trilogy. Well, that's the thing. If they want, they were using it as a hook. Like, okay, now you have to see the next movie. You know, yeah. or whatever movie we're doing next after this. Because I met Ray Park over the past summer at one of these cons, and he actually mentioned a little bit of that—that that he was basically geared up to play Maul again. Right. Now he can't. <laughs> at least not the solo. Movie. You know. Because we stopped it. Yeah. We did it. <laughs> we <laughs> fucked up more Darth Maul. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was probably the coolest character <laughs> in the last 20 years to come out of this universe. Yeah, and it's Han talking his way through shit. Right. And even though we keep saying casting, we do have to keep reminding ourselves that it wasn't casting, but really his son that wrote this. Yeah. So, because I think if it was the actual original casting doing it, the script might have a little bit been a little bit tighter. Yeah. I think Kazdin's just his son is a spoiled little kid. Basically, see, I was watching some of the extras, and he said, "Oh, growing up as my as the son of Lawrence Kazdin, every Christmas was so cool because I got all the Star Wars toys before everybody else." Right? Like, man, I slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and here's the thing: the Ghostbusters thing is going to do the exact same thing that remake. Yeah, I know we probably should save that for Sunday, but yeah, it's the same thing. So, oh, because it's his son. It's a, a it's, just, it's not right. Ivan Reitman. It's yeah. the son writing it. So, yeah, yeah, just like Max Landis is writing. Right, all this bullshit. And, yeah, the fucking the remake to American Werewolf in London because his dad's letting him. And, right, it's that's that's Hollywood we're getting now. Yeah, yeah it's turning into fucking royalty. Right, it's fucking. <laughs> the kids oh, trigger warning oh yeah, yeah this time. <laughs> comics gators are gonna hate would hate this shit and they said they, they when they shot this scene they were trying to go for like those old Renaissance paintings, the lighting, the like the candle lit natural lighting of old Renaissance paintings. Okay, because I just and thought they were just going for you know like Maverick or you know those regular poker, and which is another scene you expect to see in those those space westerns. Well, yeah, I can't say space because they don't make space westerns, but you know, yeah, I'm talking and, about from a cinema cine, cinematography standpoint. Right, but they like I said, I've seen a lot of critics like, trash the movie for those choices. Yeah. It's too dark. You can't see anything. But it looks it looks great. Like I think it's a very well, you know, made shot. Like these shots look good. It's it does just add to that dark underbelly of the right. And, and that's the thing that made me wonder because like when I watched the movie, I'm like, if nothing else, the movie looked beautiful to me. And then I go on, you know, look at these interviews and and reviews, and they're saying they're trash the movie because they said the movie looked ugly. And I'm like, okay, something isn't right here. And they wanted the prequels, which were all all brightly lit and over-digitized, and you could just see everything. Right. 
this had actual this was like stylized cinematography right and it's the thing like if you're gonna do a side story it needs to have a different tone a different look to it okay when uh donald glover shows up and i went with my mom to see this movie that's when she realized that this is a prequel (laughs) she didn't realize what was going on before the end oh that's supposed to be lando (laughs) That ain't Billy D. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think that what she said, like, is he playing Billy D? <laughs> yeah. So they're playing Sabak. I'm pretty sure this is from the EU. And I know we talked yeah. about this before. But... That's, the, that's the game. That, that That is legend that they, you know, they didn't, say it. they didn't say it in the movie. He did say he won it from them, but he didn't say how he won it, what yeah. game they played. Not in the movies until, yeah, the EU basically, yeah, confirmed that this is Sabak. Mm-hmm. They gambled for the Falcon. And you know what? I do like Han and Lando's relationship in this movie because it's exactly what I, I pictured in my head all the time. I never pictured him as best friends like a lot of people were thinking. They always yeah. seem like frenemies that are always trying to screw each other over. You know? Yeah, and he even said that in Empire. Mm-hmm. He's like, can you trust him? I mean, Leia asks him, can you trust him? And Han's like, no. But he's got no love for the Empire. Right. And now when we think about it, like let's say we put this movie compared to Empire. Lando might have still been pissed at him. At him. But he's not. He probably, what the fuck? I never noticed that before. (laughs) Oh, he chooses his Yeah, chooses his fingers. That was practical. That wasn't CGI, too. That was all practical. And that's the thing, though. A lot of this movie does rely on practical effects, which I think uh, adds to it also. But yeah. the thing is, like I was saying, in Empire, now that we know what we know, Lando was instructed to let them land. Because yeah. he said Vader landed like right before yeah. they got there. Yeah. So. And he probably agreed to it, like, well, this guy screwed me over anyway. Fuck him. Yeah. I like this kid. That's another throwback. He kept calling him Han. Because in, in Empire, he kept calling him Han. Yeah. And Donald Glover, again, he's not doing a Billy D impression. Right. He's playing Lando. Yeah, he's playing an archetype of what you expect, like, a, a space gambler to be. Like, yeah. if Han is the cowboy, then he's the gambler. Yeah, like, any, like yeah, gambler, card player, scoundrel. Right. You'd like, you know? They're basically <laughs> Western archetypes. That's what they're playing. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's... So, and I, from what I understand, Sabak has something to do with algebra like the cards are numbered mm-hmm. and you have to get a certain score with positive and negative numbered cards so, oh, so it actually rules yeah so, but, um I, yeah so okay. i would suck at the game because i suck at algebra <laughs> okay. now here's the thing eli if they are doing western archetypes and if han is the cowboy and lando is the gambler you know what that makes chewy oh yeah Okay, I just want to know you, you saw that. Okay. <laughs> he's the Mexican. He's got exactly. the Mexican name. Chewy. He's even wearing the bandolier. Like the... He's got the bandolier. He just needs, he's just missing the sombrero. Right. <laughs> and Empress Nest is the native. Right. <laughs> they're, they're, they're the Indians. <laughs> right. <laughs> Those damn wagon burners. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, these last few days have, uh, I, I, yeah, I've been refreshing on all my derogatory native. Oh, yeah, I, I heard your podcast. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, I forgot about that one. Yeah, always good to, yeah, way to keep way to keep it all alive, America. <laughs> I got that word. Yeah, you just unloaded on that one. For those who haven't heard uh, Eli's last Geek Sad podcast, go listen to it because he just unloads on that shit. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I basically just, yeah. Just shit. <laughs> Just took a <laughs> shit. <laughs> or a sing. Is that somebody? That's she was a bounty hunter. She's was in um episode one. She's standing over watching the uh she's that um like that. She's like got white skin. Um, in like a spandex outfit. She's a bounty hunter watching the pod race. And then she's also in the, um, the Clone Wars. Hmm. So she is canon. Um, and yeah, you got to make me watch Beck, the yeah, prequels again. Yeah, Beckett killed her. Again, would have been cool to see that. <laughs> right, instead of just, <laughs> just throwaway dialogue. Yeah, it would have been cool to see that. Okay, SJW time. Trigger <laughs> warning, comic skaters. Fast forward. <laughs> You don't want to hear about equal rights. <laughs> Even Showing if it's a robot. Even if it's myself. a robot talking about equal rights. Right. <laughs> There's Ron uh, Howard's brother. Because he's pretty much in every Ron Howard movie, right? Uh, yeah. Clint Howard, right? Yeah, Clint Howard. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, this character, even though, you know, she's SJWs like that, you don't know if they're using it like like a X Men analogy, or are they making fun of it, the the SJW? Yeah. Because the thing it could it could go either way. Yeah. Because some of her she, I could tell what they were doing. Like yeah. I could tell the commentary they were trying to make. But she also made me laugh a couple because she had some lines that actually made me laugh. And that's the thing; they might have been actually like making fun of that type of stuff. You know, somebody yeah. that's just you know woke or whatever. Yeah, and the fact that she's. A machine, an online, a computer. Right. You know, it's, it's it's a commentary on social media. How that's we're all only we only get outraged on the internet. Right. You know, we won't say the shit to our faces, mm-hmm. each other's faces. We'll just get on our fucking our our Android phones and our <laughs> machines and just bitch about it. You know, on you know on social media. Damn it! Did I just read way too much into the shit? Probably so. Casting <laughs> <laughs> Junior is like, damn. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah, hey, this... <laughs> yeah. The droid is a metaphor for Facebook. <laughs> you know, this is a scene that caught me. I, it, she told everybody to turn around. Nobody turns around. Yeah. And from what I understand, I was watch again. I was watching the extras on the disc and. She's basically built herself. Like she started out, probably started she's out. She's a strong as, robot. Yeah. Like they say, she started out as an astromech droid, like an R two unit. Uh huh. But then decided to, you know, liberate herself and give herself legs and arms and shit. I mean, because that's the thing about Star Wars. They've always said the the droids have free will. Yeah. No. And there it is. Lando. The Millennium Falcon. Yeah, the Millennium Falcon. Probably the one constant through these all these songs. Yeah, the Millennium Falcon. You, know, you can't 
Uh, I was about to say, well, it's not in Rogue One. Damn it. <laughs> it is in the Re- Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Well, not that one. I think they just said it was just another model yeah. of that ship, you know. Kind of like you see a camera, you know. Oh, so this, they say this was like an Easter egg also, or like a callback. How Lando yeah. sucks at negotiating. <laughs> this deal is getting better all the time. Worse all the time. <laughs> this deal is getting worse all the time. So he's got a fucking uh, boot? Yeah, he's got to get the boot off. Oh, there she is. Patchies. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucked up now. <laughs> <laughs> Patchies. Uh. Kill the white man. <laughs> and we got the Millennium Falcon. We have a movie. Look how immaculate it looks. Oh, yeah. And that's what I love about it. Because it's like like when you got a, a a remake of an old game on a new video game system. That's when, yeah, okay, Carillion, Y2, whatever. Oh, who did so that? he Dad? had a family. We never saw him. Yeah. So okay. they were they were working the docks. They built these ships. So that's why he likes it so much. Again, more I watch it, the more shit I'm noticing. Because mm-hmm. it does feel like they, they're trying to cram so much into one movie. It does really feel like that. Because I don't think they knew if they were going to make another one. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Like, fuck it. We're going to make two of these. They, I don't think they was 100% sure, though. I think that's why they threw so much. They wasn't, like, for sure they were going to make another one. Because you didn't have to have the Kessel Run in this. No. I mean, yeah, we didn't need a solo movie. I mean. Well, that's true. No, but for what I, again, from what I've read, George Lucas wanted to make was actually this was an idea George Lucas is for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like he always wanted to make a young Han Solo adventure like right. series. Like, like, or with, make, like with Indiana Jones. Yeah. When he did Indiana Jones and you know, fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, hey, river Phoenix was pretty cool in that 15 minute. Yeah. Yeah. Movie. That was cool. That's all you needed. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, he, he actually, Dr. Who, there you go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can't whistle. Oh. <laughs> now, Dejeric. I always thought it was Dejeric. So it's nice to be finally find out how something's pronounced. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you read about it and then you go. Yeah. I was like, Dejeric. Is it Thanos? Is it Thanos? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Zucus Zuckus, you know. Takes the old wily mentor. Yeah. Always screws over the person. <laughs> or dies, one or the other. Using chess as a metaphor for real life. Right. So yeah, I guess in 2012, um, George Lucas um, hired uh, Lawrence Kasdan and said, hey, write a young Han Solo movie. So that was back in 2012. When he still had the uh, rights to the... Yeah. And then, then he sold it. Then he sold the rights, and they kind of, you know, decided they're going to do a, a, a trilogy again. And then they're like, well, shit, let's dig out that young Han Solo movie. You know, I, pretty, pretty much because Kasdan was writing 
he wrote part of Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah. But Kasdan also wrote, um, co-wrote Raiders, all the Indiana Jones movies too. And you can you can kind of tell they have it like the same you know thread through them. Yeah. Just threw his cape on. Right, we didn't see that shit. It looks like the cape from Empire. He was wearing. It, it is. It, it was another another Easter egg. That's why he fucked him over. He fucked up his <laughs> favorite cape. Right. <laughs> Look, you want his cape? And then he comes up, okay, I think it'll be a robot. Somebody's got to stop him. From... Yeah. Yeah. I disabled the power coupling. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> you know what? Watching Empire when I was older versus when I was younger, completely different experience. Because when I was younger, I was all like, well, Princess Leia hates Lando. I mean, uh, Han. Why all of a sudden she kissing him? And then I watched the movie when I'm older and I'm like, oh, she liked him the whole time. Yeah. He was just putting up a, you know, a wall around yeah. himself. He's the bad boy. Right. Life lesson. I remember I was reading, I think it was one of the uh, the Heir to the Empire books, those Timothy Zahn novels, mm-hmm. and there was a scene where it was just Han Solo and 3PO on the Millennium Falcon, Yeah, and they, and they were going, they were traveling way across Galilee. It was going to take like a week to get there. <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember one of the paragraphs graphs is like something like, and on the third day, 3PO was banned to the fucking to the passengers' quarters. And was not allowed <laughs> into the cockpit. <laughs> Take the professor here and talk to the computer. Yeah. Yeah. Shut him up or shut him down. <laughs> and this was another trigger warning. Yeah, this this uh the very controversial scene. That, yeah. You know, Lando's not gay. Lando's not gay. <laughs> Which they never said he was, but for some yeah. reason people just because I think these dumbasses don't know what pansexual means. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was so much worse. <laughs> he fucks robots. It's a sex toy. Basically, yeah. <laughs> And see, you can see on her chest, it looks like an R2, like an R2 unit, like parts on her chest. So she used to have that type of, like, uh, design. And she just sort of, like, scrapped herself together. I guess that was the concept for her. That she just sort of started building herself up from, you know, an R2 unit. Mm-hmm. 
And that little line right there where she said, it works. So, obviously, he, he's fucked the robot before. <laughs> And then Donald Glover gave the best line, uh, best you know answer to that. He was like, "It's space, <laughs> you know, yeah. you fuck anything. <laughs> if it's a blob, just stick your dick yeah, in." Yeah, well, fuck it. <laughs> you know, James Tiberius Kirk, man. Right, he did thing. not give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everyone loved him for it. <laughs> right, Star Lord. Right, what the fuck was that? The Escobarian. <laughs> Yeah, he was fucking anything. Right. You know, on the, they had a, a Guardians of cartoon, and then Askeberian showed back up, and it was like teeth and monos and stuff. And, oh. and then Gamora was like, but your ex-girlfriend is back. <laughs> the mining colony. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there are several mining colonies in Westerns. I don't watch enough westerns like I should. So. Oh yeah, there's there there's the gold rush, man. Yeah. Now oh, that, that's the... when you're shoehorning in Easter eggs. There yeah, is there's... no reason for that. Okay, now Eli, what is spice? Like I, I literally don't know. I don't know. Like again, I think that's a throwback from Dune because they needed the spice for to travel across to fold time and space. To okay, because I think across, spice like, is like, a thing, but I think I think it's I think it's just EU. Yeah, because I think they said like when he when his shipment that he was supposed to be bringing with a uh, for Jabba, I think they said it was basically spice. Basically, he was a drug dealer. Yeah, like spice is supposed to be drugs. Yeah. yeah, it was probably some sort of opium or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, and basically he's basically smuggling drugs for Java. But again, going back to Dune, Spice was able was was essential for time travel. Oh wow! Or time okay. or space travel. Okay. And I think that's where George Lucas got the idea for you know light speed hyperspace. Well, of course Star Trek too. Well, Star Wars Spice will make you travel too. This is not <laughs> the same way. That line, uh, I, I set my mind in motion. Is that or whatever? The right. Dune lines. It's been a while since I've seen Dune. I should check. I guess they're remaking it. We should, we should check it out. <laughs> Never read the book. Though. How many of them were there? I guess it was a series. It went on for a while. Oh, wow. Those CRT TVs, those dial knobs, like futuristic 70s. Yeah. You take her out. <laughs> and those R4 units, I guess. Yeah. Oh, he took he his arms off. off. <laughs> <laughs> he ripped his arms off. Why did, I didn't catch that the first time. Yeah. 
Here we go. That that that, that triggered me hearing that. That fucking game, yeah. Right. <laughs> that game fucking sucked, man. It was it was I was so fucking excited for that game and oh god. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck am I playing? Why who made this? Yeah, it was the, the fucking coolest idea of all time and they right. just managed to fuck it up. <laughs> god, that was a bad game. And then for they those have the nerve name dropping to yeah. hear like it's something we need me to hear again. Yeah. For those who don't know, it was Star Wars Masters of Terracossi. Oh. It's a fighting game back in on the old the first PlayStation. The first PlayStation, like ninety seven, eight, yeah. something. Yeah. I like broke a controller playing that guy. Threw my controller because I was so one of the stuck. worst video games you will ever play. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know what Terracossi mean. Like, what the fuck does this even mean? What? Yeah. <laughs> and you could have been a yeah. You could you were Luke, a fuck fucking Boba Fett. You were, you know, uh, Vader, you know, there's so many characters that were on that game that just, and they just managed to just turn it into a this big pile terrible. of dodge. Freedom. Temple of Doom scene. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a robot liberation. Yeah. Now, technically, this is the scene where they might have made the, the holiday special canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go free to Wookiees. Where the hell were the black people in those old westerns? There were many of them. Sometimes there was, yeah. Where were they? That's what I was wondering. I think they were just like part of the townsfolks. I like guess. When the, when the, when, yeah, they were just in the background. But let's be honest, most of the native folks in there were played by white people anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> Asian Asians were the cooks. Right. You know? <laughs> you know, all the Mexican guys were like never had like were never clean shaven. <laughs> yeah, they're all hairy, like Chewy. <laughs> oh, not a neck kick. Come to examine the tapestries. And the thing about it, he looks more like Michael J. Fox than Harrison Ford. Oh, yeah. It still works, though. So. It came down to him and um, that kid from The Kingsman. I guess they were like. You know, as far as who was going to play hot. Yeah. If that was the two choices, they, they chose right then. Yeah. And a lot of people got, you know, uh, been out of shape because they see the hiring acting coach. 
I'm fine with that. They probably hired an acting coach just to try to make him act more like uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah. Teach him how to act. The the guy can actually act. Uh, you, what's that movie? Uh, it's a Coen Brothers movie he was in. Basically stole oh, yeah. the show. Yeah. What the hell was uh Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, but, but he was in that, so yeah. Yeah. Captain's Log. Yeah. Okay, he is channeling Billy D a little. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's that. That's on Battlefront. That's a level right there. Oh, wow. Okay. Best part of the movie. Scene. Yeah. I guess they, they they wanted to save it for one good scene. That's why they didn't have Chewie just beat the shit out of people just all through the movie. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, this part. Yeah, yeah. he killed that guy. <laughs> all the Wookiees are getting down. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the scene we realize that they're not, you know, uh, in life debt or his slave. No, they, they, they're friends. They're homies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, those are character traits we see in the other movies. Right. Yeah. Like when he's uh, thawed out from uh, Return of the Jedi and Chewie's like hooked the shit out of him and at first try to fight him he's just like let him go just let him hug him anyway. <laughs> Shooting his ship. <laughs> oh, okay, the pose. Like this scene. <laughs> yeah, there's the pose. There's the infamous Han Solo pose. Right. <laughs> Rebellion. Revolution. Freedom. <laughs> He's got all the Wookiees helping load him up. Now you said this is the Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah, that make a level. cool ass level. Yeah, there's a that's a map. The okay. Map. Yeah, like yeah, those water. Yeah, you can't go in those waters, or you start burning. Mm -hmm. The Millennium Falcon is parked there. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh shit! Oh damn! And this is where all the comic skaters clap. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's getting shot. Yeah, this is Han. Han, in the end, will always fucking save his homies. You know what right. I mean? Right. He just always acts like a tough guy, but he, he, yeah. he'll save him. Like, you know. In the and end, that's, why, that's why Leia fell in love with him. Yeah. I mean, he left 
he left the rebellion, but then in the end saves Luke, you know? Right. Uh, here comes Chewie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was <the> Lando <laughs> and the robot. <laughs> Bring your bitch ass on. Oh, damn. Oh, shit. But they don't have enough grenades in Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a cool shot. That was like one take up, up right. the ramp into the. Like, okay, Ron Howard. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. Here's the moment of truth. You know, character defining moment. Here's the music. You know. And they waited this long for it to kick in. Yeah. This is the reason why Star Wars is cool. <laughs> you know? This is what keeps me bringing me back to the theaters. With the, yeah, to see this and hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that theme, the Falcon theme, Han Solo's theme. I know this pissed a lot of people off too. I can kind of see why they're getting mad. Lando's getting upset over a robot he used to fuck. No, the um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean when they put her memory into the Falcon. Or oh whatever. yeah, that yeah I can see She's that. Supposed to be part of the Falcon now or whatever. Oh yeah, even though they never said anything about that before in the old movies. Yeah, they just said yeah. Time's a waste. Yeah, and this whole sequence, that, you know, what we just saw in this whole other sequence is like, you know, my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, here we go. Oh, shit, brilliant shit. Much of them. <laughs> yeah. You were saying, usually when you're in situations like this, I like to turn around in the office. Perfection! You're not actually flying into an asteroid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on the ventral gun! Let's see, yeah. the ship looks all pristine at first now. So. This is where it's defined. A parsec is a measure of distance, not Right, time. even though Lucas didn't know that when he said it. Yeah. Because for him, it was just a throwaway line. <laughs> yeah. Could we? 
Yeah, so this is where they download the droid L3's memory into the phone. Right, and give it the best navigation in yeah. the universe. And again, this is this this is why I watch these movies. Right. This shit. <laughs> this, this is this whole scene is the money shot right here. Yeah, this is a war in the stars. <laughs> right. And plus, if you didn't give us a Kessel Run, I think we would have got cheated if you give us a solo yeah. movie. Like, yeah, the Tie Fighter sounds, the the you know, that fucking. That it just never gets old. Soul. I mean, it's been like yeah. the same sound since the seventies, and it still it still hadn't gotten old. Like, I'll never get tired of being in the theater. Watching and hearing this shit. <laughs> yeah, there's that theme from Empire hmm. when he's going through the asteroid field, right. getting chased through the asteroid field by the Tie Fighter. Oh, nice. <laughs> the Chewie's like, yeah, I know how to fly this shit. Get your ass up. There we go. But the thing is, now in uh, what was it? The Last Jedi, he was flying the Falcon by himself. Yeah. Because Ray was on anything. Yeah. Ray was on the guns. Yeah. Ray was done. <laughs> Did I already miss it where he said I got a great feeling about this? Oh, I don't think so. Okay. I, I think, I, I don't know if he said it yet or he said it later on. Because for those listening, they say that in every single Star Wars movie, have a bad feeling about this. And I think the one movie that said it didn't say it, they said a drone said it or something. Or a droid. I don't know. Oh. Just fucked up the landing gears. He's just fucking up the ship. Right. <laughs> They're getting fucked up. <laughs> I knew. About to blow up everybody. Move the mod element. Make sure to tee up and connect them. 
Yep. Ah! Oh! You fucked it all up! <laughs> like, it doesn't change the story one way or another, but they're still getting pissed. That's a pretty cool shot. Oh, damn. Space cracking. But he can live in space, so okay, cool. Gotta get the space cracking in there. Space cracking, like bother with the ship that small. Again, yeah, I'm, if I'm it's hungry, logic. you know. <laughs> I'm questioning logic. It's like a whale trying to swallow like a hot dog. Right, it wouldn't do anything. <laughs> That's why, baby. Uh, you just yeah, jettison the escape shuttle. That was supposed to be the, the shuttle, the escape shuttle. Right. But then they make a. Yeah, they said something in the first movie about that, didn't they? There's no escape shuttles. Yeah. yeah, and that was it. That was supposed to be it. That's why it had that extension on the, in the front. Yeah. But um, it's probably not canon anymore. But in the old designs, the old ship designs, that little, that um, that space in the middle, that space, it was supposed to be like a tugboat, like it would push. Yeah, that, that that little space in between the front. Right, because when we because when we just saw the ship a second ago, it didn't it didn't have that that space was yeah. filled. Yeah. Yeah. So that was supposed to like attach to another ship and push it. Mm -hmm. Like the, the that Millennium Falcon was like a like sort of like a tugboat. Yeah, like a tugboat. It would push another larger vessel. Gotcha. According to the old can, obviously that was. And the funny thing, I didn't even just notice that. That we, just a second ago, there was no middle. Uh, the middle part was there. Now the middle part is open, and it sort of looks just like the Millennium Falcon. So yeah. So again, they're basically, you know, setting everything up for what we're, you know, it's a prequel. <laughs> right. Oh, that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna put some nitrous. <laughs> Space nitrous. <laughs> Fast and the furious. Yep. Just a little drop of it. Line another shot.
<laughs> like now. <laughs> Whew, got juice. Yep. Going through the fucking. Oh. <laughs> but he lined up the shot. It's... Yeah. Oh, but he still had the shot perfectly lined up. Because yep. he's Han Solo. Right. That's movie magic. Oh, so they're going to rip themselves off twice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And all this was in space. Okay. A sea monster, lava, <laughs> and a huge yeah. mountain. A big giant mountain's colliding. Right, okay. It's colliding. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been funny if it like, landed in the water. Because it has no landing gear. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They get that shit off. <laughs> you can hear Chewie just saying bullshit. <laughs> he round down. <laughs> Another callback. That's what I was looking for. It didn't look like he flipped him off. Like he just did the index finger. <laughs> Eat a dick hand. <laughs> it was not that easy. That sounded too forced. Okay, 
because I don't know. He didn't really do outlaw shit. And anytime he yeah. did, he kind of fucked up doing it. Yeah. Which I, I yeah I have. I don't know how to feel about that. One, now, he, he, I'm, I'm gonna make a leap about logic with that. But like I said, this whole dialogue here didn't work for me because I felt like the the Han they're trying to make like okay he was kind of kind of a good guy at first. Then through his bullshit, he went with this. He kind of got jaded. So by the time we see him in, you know, in A New Hope, he's just jaded. Just didn't give a fuck anymore. You know, he's trying to learn how to be a good guy again. But I don't yeah. get that I'm an outlaw, scoundrel, out for myself, you know. Because he's always helping people in this movie. Yeah, he is like a good guy. And I guess... But you can't make him... A bad guy in this movie, or not even a bad guy, make it like. Because honestly, in in a New Hope, he's really an asshole. Yeah, that's the, the thing is, yeah. and that and that's the character arc for him throughout that first trilogy. Right, is he is, you know, you know he's he, he's he's the loner. He's he's you know the bounty hunter who is on his own side and doesn't give a shit. Yep. Oh, this this showdown. Yeah. Mexican standoff. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what sells me on this movie because they have so many callbacks, like old school westerns, you know, just little yeah. shots and stuff. That was, yeah, total good, the bad, and the ugly. Five bitches. <laughs> the whole theater laugh when that shit happened. Yeah. <laughs> Lando saw those motherfuckers coming. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> right. Oh shit, the Indians. She's even she's even got like a choker breastplate that looks like native, uh, like native fashion. Oh no! Who is that? Why did the music swell when that happened? Yeah, I like, thought it was like, is that somebody's daughter? Was right, that like, like, do I know you? The daughter, like maybe him, like Beckett, and with Sandy Newton's character had a kid or something. I'm telling you, we're supposed to freak out because it was a girl. I promise. Yeah. A black girl with red hair. Right. Like, what the <laughs> oh, fuck? No. <laughs> That's like a unicorn. Death Star. <laughs> okay. 
Yep, Lord Davis. Okay, 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 hold on. I thought the Crimson Dawn was against the Empire. Well, it turns out that they're in with, in need with them. What? Okay, never mind. Because I thought Darth Maul's whole thing was that he hated the Emperor after what happened to him. And he's been replaced like three or four times with, you know, uh, other apprentices. Um, yeah. I don't know. Oh, wait, wait. Is that Black Sun? No, that's not. Bad Star-Lord. Ten yeah. percent of a plan. So I think right here the movie kind of stops dead in its tracks. Yeah, it's like it didn't know where to go, or I guess we as an audience didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah. Cause it felt like it should have ended. Well, like, yeah, you had this cool, awesome action sequence, and then they get here, and then it sort of, like again, it you know it forces the Emphis Nest character into the story. Right now, you know when she where was, we weren't she was kind of poorly set up before. Yeah. And now we have to establish that arc now. Because the thing this is, late... I barely, I barely remember this third act. Even I don't remember what happened in it. So I guess if you're gonna have a third act, it needs to be bigger than the second act. Yeah. And it feel like the movie just like after the Kessel Run. Okay, you can end it after that. Yeah, it's like we, you, we, we already we're on this arc. Yeah. But then it stops and starts setting up this whole new arc. Mm-hmm. You know. It, it feels like. Two movies? Or yeah. not even the two movies, like a movie and a third of another movie. Yeah, it's it's yeah, just kind of filler. Yeah, it's it's kind of incohesive in a, in a way. And that's I think this that's is what, what I happens that. when you put Casting Jr. on the script. <laughs> See, that's the thing. He's naive, I'm, which I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that. But he can't be naive and then say you're an outlaw in the same sentence. And another thing is, like, there's no, like, 
Voss as a Dryden Voss as the main antagonist in this movie, it doesn't again doesn't gel very well since he's he doesn't show up till half. Right. You know. I mean, if they were gonna, it should have been that wormy chick on Corellia. You know what I mean? Because right. they established that. You know. And he, again, he's just sort of. The final showdown is between this guy who we. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just bitching about it. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it just feels like this movie stops in its tracks at this point, and it's just sort of half-assed. You know. It's like they made a movie to do the Kelsey run, and then it was like, okay, just make some other shit around it. Now we gotta, now we gotta set up Han's arc for the rest of the movie. Right. Put him in their starting places for the other movie. I mean, it would have been cool if. The you know the, the beginning job that he botched at the beginning, right? Voss was somehow connected to that. Like that worm chick, the worm creature was working for Voss, right? And that 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 could establish that, and that could have had him. Oh yeah, I remember you. You're right. He was kind of working his way up through the crap yeah. criminal organization. You're, you're, you're the one who fucked up my shipment back on Corellia five years ago. You know, there there could have been that thread. Right. You know, to establish Voss's Voss as a, the main antagonist. Again, we're writing a better movie. Okay, bring it to him. I know he's fucking him over, but I completely forgot how he's fucking him over. And I think they explained it earlier, but I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, they, they're basically trying to fake, they're trying to give him fake shit. Oh, yeah, to give the shit back to uh, Infra's Nest. Okay. Yeah. So they could use the fuel for the Rebel Alliance. So the Rebel Alliance, or whoever, the starting of the Rebel Alliance could use it. Right. I wonder who it is. <gasps> yeah. That's my exact expression in the theater. That would have been awesome if Chewie went, what the fuck? And just started fucking throwing motherfuckers. Right. Motherfucker. Because to me, that's what Chewie would have done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's real western. Oh, you motherfucker. Reach for the sky. Again. Too late. 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 Too
You want to see these paws, motherfucker? <laughs> Put the paws on them. <laughs> oh, he already got his people down there. Yeah. Snipers. Now he's coming down. Okay. Oh, he knew he was going to screw him over. Smart, huh? Emperor's Nest, okay. I completely forgot about that for some reason. Sneak attack. brought the real coaxium. He said don't trust anybody. It's a little anticlimactic. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's oh, it's just more double crossing and double crossing and right. And I knew you were gonna double cross me, so I double crossed your double crossing. Yeah, it's you know, just it's Star Wars, man. Just start shooting. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Gonna fuck him over. <laughs> and that is the thing about this. Like you can't, you can't trust anybody. Everybody's gonna double cross everybody. Like there really aren't any good guys in in this world. Yeah.
to my dick. Oh! <laughs> Totally knew this was coming. Right. Like if that, like again, if he's supposed to be the main antagonist, why is she killing? You know what right. I mean? And Han does nothing with this guy. Yeah. This isn't Han's arc. Yeah. He's not a part of Han's journey. Right. As far like, as this like, would have played out the same way whether Han was there or not. Yeah. It's her story. You know, him and her. Right. Kind of like Mad Max. Like if Mad Max wouldn't, uh, that Fury Road, if he went in, it would play the same way, same way with uh, Charlie Theron. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't have to trust her. Makes you wonder. Now I'm trying to remember. Maybe this was a, a ploy the entire time to get Bryson Voss off the table so she could take over. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe they would explain it in the sequel. Yeah, I think that's what they were gunning for. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, they they all signed on for three movies. Right. You know, so. As far as I know, they're still under contract. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just when, whenever they decide to make these, if they ever decide, they got to do them. <laughs> now I'm trying to figure out how to hunt catch up. With, not, let's not explain it. <laughs> That's movie yeah. logic. <laughs> Use the force, man. <laughs> <laughs> right, here we go. Yes. He's got the middle legs. At first, I was thinking, like, maybe it's an alien from his race, you know. But then when he did that, I was like, oh, no, that's him. That's his plan. That's, that's on, that's the Night Sisters. That's, that's in the Clone Wars. There was no reason for him to turn the lightsaber. <laughs> Just wanted to let you to make sure you knew that was Darth Maul. <laughs> it's 
Oh, mom was in. And I just remember thinking, why the fuck mom? They mentioned Bost or a Sing. Like, but they never put butts in the seats. That's the thing. Yeah. But I think, you know, if Jabba in this mo- was in this movie, that would have, everyone would have fucking freaked, lost their but shit. But you, you got to save Jabba. Jabba's too big. You got to save him. Here's the Indiana Jones moment. Technically, this is a Han Solo moment. You can look at it either way, you know. Yeah. Han shot first. Yep. <laughs> it ends that argument. Yeah. Because when he doesn't shoot first, it turns it fucks up his arc. Right. And plus, there was no reason for Guido to shoot him. I mean, not, not Guido, yeah. Guido, yeah. Because he didn't come there to shoot him. No, he came over to take him to Jabba. Right. Or rob him, one or the other. Yeah. Give the money to me, and I, I'll tell Jabba and find you. you right. Know? If he shoots him, he didn't get any money. There's, there's no point in that. Yeah. And again, it like we, Han should be an outlaw. Han should be a bad guy who turns good because right. that's what makes him cool. And this thing, a lot of times people don't want to believe how, you know, how much of an asshole Han was because, for all we know, what if he did steal from Jabba? Yeah. I mean, he was going to let Leia die on the Death Star. Right. They're going to kill her. Better her than me. You know, he, <laughs> right. you know that that's his future wife, and he almost let her die. Right. You know? The only reason why I saved her, because she was rich. You know? That's who Han Solo's always been. Right. But it's just funny, after, you know, they uh, blew up the Death Star, he didn't go back to job and pay off his debt. No. He still kept flying around and shit. Yeah. And until the Empire, all that bounty hunter we met in Orton Mandel. Right. That changed my mind. I got to go. I got to death, you know. Which I do like that it was just a a throwaway line, but it's something happened in between the scene. Like, we never saw it. Basically, Jabba found him. He's like, oh, time to go pay the money. Yeah. I got to go settle some shit because, you know. I mean, again, you're seeing that arc. Of him like starting to give a shit, starting to reluctantly give a shit. Right. About the rebellion. Okay, we got I got fucking, you know, thugs coming after us. They any one of these motherfuckers would give away our you know, will give away our position to the Empire. You know, he was thinking about that shit. Right. Like if he don't go, he'll he can mess it up everybody else. Yeah, and and, and uh Riken, is that was his name on Hot? Like death mark's not an easy thing to live with. We understand, Han, you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Willow? That's Willow. Okay. Willow and it's a Ron Howard movie, so. Yeah, Wicked, Willow. And Willow, George Lucas made Willow. You know, produced it. It was his story. Yeah, but Ron Howard directed it. Yeah, and Ron Howard directed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kid. 
And yeah, see, I want to see more of her. Like, I want. Yeah, I, I didn't because she, she didn't become interesting, interesting until the end of the movie. You know? Yeah, I want more of her. You know, but that's what I felt. I just like after this movie was over. Damn, I wish I could have seen this. I wish I could have seen that. Right. You know, more of Chewie kicking ass. More of her. You know, and I just like when the movie was over, I was just like, really? Okay. Yeah, I feel like they should have made her more of a big deal. They definitely did it. You know? They could have had Chewie kick. Like, you're right. Chewie kicked the ass in one scene where he could have been kicking ass at the end. Because the, the, the last scene, last act of this movie did seem kind of dry. You know? Yeah. And you're alive. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, old buddy? He does that shit in no the Right. <laughs> And this is again, they're just gonna, you know, force shoehorn this scene in. Okay, well, they got he's gotta win the Falcon now. Right. Subtle, chewy moments. I am Brute. Mode of chewy. Yep, he took it. Again, that's a that's something from uh, Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. You know, short round cheating, got the ace up his sleeve. Right. Mm-hmm. Baron Square, baby. Took a ship and flew off. I took, I, there was a, a Star Wars exhibit at the museum here. It was like a spaceship, uh, like with like a, the planetarium type thing, where you got to sit in the, the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and then you go on like a, that motion control movie. Yeah. That shows you. It, it was just a. Oh, that's a. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's also like an old westerns where the two guys, you know, right off in the sunset. Right off in the sunset yeah. Oh, shit, they're gonna try and make me watch the Punisher. <laughs> no. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy, another trigger warning. Yeah. <laughs> Bill Lewis, Christopher. Well, right, right. They got, they got, they're oh, so they got credit. Okay. So overall, uh, I guess we can give our thoughts on the movie, even though we reviewed this movie last year. But now we're looking at it with fresh eyes again. Overall, the first act cool. Second act, that's where the money went. Third act, it kind of tapered off. Just like okay, yeah. Yeah. Kind of overstate his welcome, basically. I mean, yeah, I, I'm enjoying it the more I watch it. Um, but still, I, I still think those the issues that I did have are clearly there. And that's how I am with all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Like, even with the prequels. You know, I'll watch them and enjoy them for what they are. But I still, in the back of my mind, it would have been cool if this happened. It would have been cool if that happened. You know, uh-huh. you know and that's just, you know, be it 
me as a Star Wars fan, you know. But overall, I, I still I, I still have fun. Yeah, and there were things that I didn't notice the first time that I got to watch again. Honestly, Eli, there's a lot of stuff you pointed out to me that I didn't catch, like the the canopy opening of the Millennium Falcon. You know, I didn't catch that the first time. Yeah. So that's that's all pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I, I think we've gone on long enough. Yeah, this is a long movie. <laughs> this is a long movie. If you stay with it this long, yeah, we got another podcast coming up. Uh, recommend it, share it. Hope you had a good time with it. And yeah, this is Comic Book Bullies. We'll talk to you guys later on.